This is the Glow Up, where you get to become hotter, smarter, and more filled with self-love than ever before with your host, Amanda Mack. Hello loves, hello, welcome to the glow up. I am so happy you're here, I'm so happy we're back and I hope you had the most amazing Easter break ever. I know we had the full moon, I know that we've had some great family time and hopefully you're feeling refreshed and reset and ready to kick on with your goals. I know I am. I know I had such a good time with my family, relaxing with them. It had been like almost three years since we've all been together. Thanks COVID. Um, but we had the best weekend. It was so good. We got to all travel down south together and spend time together. And it was exactly what I needed. I've come back and I'm so refreshed, so full of life. I didn't realize that not taking a holiday for so long, we didn't take time off over Easter, uh, sorry, over Christmas. Um, I didn't realize it would burn me out so much, but it did. It really, really did. And yeah, so I'm happy, I'm relaxed and we're ready to go. But what I was so excited to talk to you about today was I wanted to get into the nitty gritty of loving your body throughout pregnancy, because obviously this is very relevant to me right now. It's very relevant to my life and what's going on for me. And maybe you're someone who's been through this, whether you're pregnant at the moment, whether you're planning to get pregnant, whether you've been pregnant before, um, and now you're dealing with the ways that your body has changed. I think it's really important to start talking about it because I really struggled with my first pregnancy. Like I really, really struggled. I was in a bad place emotionally um, when I had my daughter uh, and I was going through a lot of things, a very abusive relationship, very unhappy relationship. There was infidelity. There was a lot of things that were really impacting my self-esteem and making me feel less than at a time that I really needed support and I needed encouragement. Um, instead I was receiving the opposite and I was very isolated and very upset and really just struggling with the way that my body was changing because it was just another thing that I couldn't control. It was another thing that was spiraling out in my life. So I know there's other women out there who might be going through this, whether that's due to being in a relationship that's not good for you and might be toxic or whether it's due to previous experiences with your body and how it might change. Not all of us have hashtag blessed pregnancies where we feel like glowing goddesses the whole way through and absolutely adore and worship our growing body and growing bump. And I wanted to make this podcast because I think it's so important for us to talk about this because it's not that you're a bad mum if you don't like being pregnant. It doesn't make you a bad person if you don't like sharing your body. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay to feel like it's yuck and it's not what you want and it's not what you enjoy. But to live in that duality of being like, okay, 
this is a season that I'm going through in my life because I I want this child or I want this these children and I want uh, the life that that's going to give me and I want to bring these children into the world and to kind of change your perspective a little bit with it. So that's why I wanted to make this podcast today and that's why I thought it was such an important thing to talk about because this isn't... <sighs> Being a woman is hard enough. Being a woman is difficult enough with the amount of societal pressures that are placed on us just every day from like, I want to say the age of 16 and up, but truly and sadly, it's from the age of 10 and up for most kids. Um, They become sexualized really, really early, which is disgusting and terrible and hurtful and sad. And those things start to carry through into your adult life as you age. They go through what you you go through as a teenager, where um, you you become quite objectified and you start to form ideas and beliefs around your body, around what it should look like and around what it um, should and shouldn't be doing now based upon social media. It used to be very much based upon what we saw in magazines and um, what we saw in catwalk models. And now it's it's very much influenced by Instagram culture, by social media and by the people that we follow online. So I think conversations like this are incredibly important because we don't see very many realistic pregnant women in the media. We don't see very many realistic postpartum women in the media. So it's it's hard to know what to expect with your body when it's changing, if it's going to be okay, or if you've just completely lost the woman that you once were. So that's why I'm making this podcast today. So pre-pregnancy, currently pregnant, postpartum, thinking about having kids but not sure if it's right for you because you're scared of how your body's going to change, which is also valid that doesn't make you shallow at all. You're allowed to feel the way that you feel. This one is for you, my dears. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right. So I thought that maybe a good way to start this off was to talk you through a bit of what I went through in my first pregnancy. I'm now halfway through my second pregnancy. So I've got a two and a half year old, beautiful little girl who is just the light of my life. And I'm currently halfway through a pregnancy with a little boy. Um, They've been crazily different pregnancies um, and both in different relationships as well. So I don't want anyone out there thinking that they're less than for uh, having uh, children from different fathers or choosing to have a child on their own. life happens. And sometimes the healthy thing to do is to to choose a different path and to leave that toxic relationship. So, you know, more power to you if that's you. If you're someone who's lucky enough to have multiple children with one partner that they're so happy in that relationship, more power to you as well. Good on you, girl. Whatever is working for you. So my first pregnancy, um, I, it started off, I was very, very sick uh very like I had morning sickness a lot (laughs) and it didn't help that I was working up north on a mine site um trying to keep my pregnancy secret throughout the first trimester and um working in like 46 degrees celsius heat every day in the humidity up in the Kimberleys um 
I worked at Argyle Diamond Mine at the time and it was the most beautiful place in the world. Gorgeous, gorgeous place. But my God, the heat, the sweltering heat. And then when the wet season came, just how humid it got, it was wild. So I would need to get up at 4am every day to go and teach a yoga class. Um, And I remember every morning in that yoga class, hiding flat lemonade in a tumbler um, that I just pretended was water so that I could try and get through that morning without throwing up. Um, it, it was horrific, the morning sickness. I really, really struggled with it. And that actually carried on through majority of the pregnancy. Um, other things that happened f- like physically for me throughout that pregnancy was um, I started like showing quite big, quite early. Um, and I did put on quite a lot of weight throughout that pregnancy as well. Um, which that really messed with my head and really messed with my self-esteem, not only because of other things that were happening in that relationship and the infidelity and just feeling like I wasn't good enough, but it also, um, I had worked in the fitness industry for forever, Um, and I'd previously been a fitness model and, um, I'd done like quite a lot of photographic modeling and, um, like promotional work. And I placed a lot of my personal self-worth on my appearance. Um, and so putting on weight very rapidly and seeing my body change very rapidly into like quite pear shaped, quite, um, like I had quite thick thighs. I, um, put on like hips Um, any sign of abs that I had disappeared very quickly and the stretch marks started to become absolutely wild. So, um, they went, uh, all the way up to my belly button, like from like, I guess like my hips crotch area all the way up to my belly button. And they were just like crazy purple flames is the best way that I can describe them. Um, they were all over my breasts as well. Um, they got insanely big, like out of control. Um, and I just, yeah, the amount of weight that I put on for me personally, it was heartbreaking. Um, with everything else, I felt like my life was falling apart. I desperately wanted to bring this child into the world. I really wanted to be a mother. And I used to beat myself up so much because I felt like it was my fault that I had done something wrong. Um, because I wasn't having one of those beautiful belly only pregnancies that I see so many other women having. And I was struggling with pregnancy every single day. Um, and it was hard to have that conversation with people. I think the hardest thing about it was I wasn't able to, well, I didn't feel like I was able to, and I didn't feel supported to talk to people about how I felt about my body because the response that I would get from them was, oh, it's just normal. Like you're pregnant. It's, it's to be expected. Um, don't worry about it. You're pregnant. Um, which was, it was not helpful. I'm sure it was meant to be loving and helpful and calm my anxieties, but really it just felt dismissive. I felt like I wasn't being listened to and I felt like my feelings weren't valid or that I was being selfish and superficial for really struggling with what my body was going through and how it was changing. So since that time, obviously it's been two and a half years since my daughter has been born. Um, it took quite a while to lose the postpartum weight as well. Um, that really, really wanted to stay on. Um, and I was also going through quite 
a traumatic uh, separation following the birth of my daughter as well. And things got very, very nasty. So um, I was carrying a lot of trauma through that time. And I think that that trauma also meant that my body held on to a lot of that extra weight to try and maintain a sense of safety and a sense of security. It's something that we do see very, very often in the fitness industry. And I don't think it's something that is recognized enough or spoken about enough how your body, especially female bodies, holds on to weight throughout pregnancy. So a big thing with this is if you think about when we're out in the wild, um, back 2000 years ago, however long, um, living off the land, um, your body, if it was going through a period of trauma, a period of famine, um, a period where things were unstable, your body would try and hold on to extra weight to try and maintain its reproductive abilities. So that would mean that um, either falling pregnant or being able to like say breastfeed or um, to be able to, to give life and sustain life, right? So the female body, it's evolutionary, evolution and evolutionarily set up. <laughs> wow, Amanda. Evolutionarily set up to be able to give and sustain life. Now, yes, a lot of us... Um, uh, can't have children and a lot of us can't breastfeed. Um, I will say I am in the second category. My body doesn't like to produce milk. It, it just doesn't. And that's something that I've had to accept and I've had to live with. Um, so I totally get it. If you're another mama who, um, is feeling offended by saying that, uh, your body is meant to sustain life. You're not broken. You're not doing anything wrong. Um, luckily we have ways and means around that these days. Um, but I still think that you're valuable and wonderful and I totally understand you. So your body is set up to be able to do those things. And when it goes through a traumatic experience, nature will do whatever it can to try and sustain that ability. So my body tried so hard to hold on to that extra weight. Now, some women, when they are breastfeeding, will lose weight quite quickly and their body will um, go through those nutrients and go through those, uh, the, the calories and they have to eat quite a lot to, to maintain that weight to be able to keep their milk supply up. And then other women are the exact opposite and um, they might be eating a really like a, a really stable diet. They might be eating quite healthily. They've got a good milk supply or maybe they don't have a good milk supply. But during the period that they're breastfeeding, they just hold on to weight. Right. Neither of them are wrong. Neither of them is a dysfunction. I think that there needs to be more normalization of not being able to breastfeed or not bouncing back and not uh, getting your body back. There's such a big spectrum of all the things that happen to you throughout pregnancy and such a big spectrum of all the things that happen to you throughout the postpartum period. It's We, we go into it expecting that it's going to be glowing and perfect and wonderful for us because that's what we're told and that's what's expected of us and we're meant to just love it and it's meant to be amazing and we're meant to cherish this transition and this time in our life. But it's hard, guys. It is so hard. Like, 
how are you meant to keep up the standards of um, bouncing back, getting your body back while being sleep deprived, while feeding a child from your body or not feeding a child from your body and dealing with the stress of the fact that your body can't cope with that or the guilt that um, you made the decision to not do that, but people around you are making you feel crap about it. And then at the same time, find time to look after yourself, to bring in an income, to exercise, to do all of the the Instagram mum things that you're expected to do. It's a rough time. And I, I really don't think that we give mothers enough credit for what they go through and what their bodies go through um, in silence, in absolute silence. They, it's, I think it's rare that we hear women speak up about um, the way that their body has changed. They're more likely to put on a waist trainer and, uh, or shapewear and just pretend that everything is fine. I know women who, after having kids, haven't worn a bikini for the last like 30 or so years. Um, so like that's, that's insane. Like having fully grown children who are now adults and having their own children. And since they were born, they haven't shown their stomach to the world. They haven't felt the sun on their skin across their stomach. And I just find it so sad that that's the expectation that's that's placed on women and that's the expectation that's placed on mothers for doing something that's so beautiful and so natural, like creating life like bringing another human into the world. Like, of course, your body is going to change. Of course, it's going to stretch. Of course, it's going to, um, your, your muscles, your ligaments are going to need to move. Um, your abdominals are going to separate. All of these changes are going to happen. It's inevitable. Um, and everyone's body is going to respond to it in a completely different way. I think the message that I'm trying to get across here is that if all of those things are happening and you feel shit about it and you don't like it and that makes you upset, that is totally fine and that is your feelings to feel and you should not suppress those feelings, you should not push them down, you should not pretend that you feel otherwise because it's it's the way that you feel and when you bottle things up, it's going to get worse, right? So this that's how my first pregnancy went. It was a serious struggle. Now, this second pregnancy, um, it's been very, very different. And I think it's important to note this because um, it's important to know that women do go through a whole range of different experiences across pregnancies. So my first one, I was so sick. This one, I haven't been that sick at all. Um, Like maybe the first 12 weeks, I had some morning sickness, but I never actually threw up. I never really had any food aversions. Um, and I didn't really show that much until maybe a couple of weeks ago. So I was at the gym recently and people at the gym didn't even know that I was pregnant until like the last two weeks when my belly popped. Um, so like that's, that's a massive change compared to my last pregnancy where I was like showing and putting on weight very, very quickly and very, very early on. Um, huge change between the two of them. But as well as that, 
there definitely still have been moments where I've looked at my body and just shuddered and just felt so uncomfortable and felt so uneasy with the way that it's it's changing, with the way that my body is um, changing, with the way that my skin is stretching, with where I'm putting on weight. And it's not that I'm not happy about the pregnancy because I'm, I'm so happy about it. I can't wait to meet this little boy. I'm absolutely thrilled about it. It really comes down to the expectations that I, I hold for myself and the expectations that I hold for my body and the fact that we don't grow up surrounded by pregnant bodies that are real pregnant bodies. We see fake pregnant bodies on TV where someone has like one of those bump attachments under their shirt. So normalizing pregnant bodies and allowing our children and allowing um, young girls to see what pregnant bodies look like and how they change and supporting them instead of telling women that they're broken, celebrating the life that they've brought into the world, celebrating the way that their body has changed, celebrating that transition from maidenhood to motherhood and celebrating like the, their body and their life. Um, because what we get instead of that right now is we get... <laughs> We get told that we're broken as soon as we have children. We're used goods, we're unwanted. That's that is the way as as someone who has been a single mother, that is the way that single mothers are treated. It's kind of like um you were discarded, you were not wanted by your man, so like you're done, like you're you're useless for society. And it's not unless you fit the mold of that MILF um, that you would be wanted again, but you're still kind of frowned upon and still sexualized rather than just being worthwhile for the person that you are and worthwhile for the, the wonderful things that you've done and the wonderful contribution that you're making to the world. Like we need mothers, we need them. I'm sorry, but like we do, there is absolutely no way around it. So we've got to collectively start supporting and stop shaming mothers Start supporting mothers of every type, of every body, of every size, and start loving them for who they are. I'm really, really sick of seeing all over Instagram and all over um, Pinterest and just everywhere on social media that the only acceptable mother's bodies are the ones that have popped back into their size 8 matching swimwear with like their beautiful little newborns, and they're looking incredible in those clothes. Like... If that's all we're seeing, then that's all we're going to expect. And when we don't, when our bodies don't do that, when our bodies don't comply to what that supposed norm is, then we feel terrible and we feel like we're broken. We feel like we've done something wrong and it's, it's just not good enough because that's just not the way that the world works. So if you are someone who's going through this at the moment, if you are a woman or a mother, or um, someone who is postpartum, someone who is currently pregnant, someone who is thinking about being pregnant, I think the most important thing is to do your best to love your body for what it's doing. And also to recognize that this is just a season. This is just a change Yes, your body is going to change forever. There will be small changes that will never go back, but there will also be small changes that will go back. No one can tell you, no one has a crystal ball to tell you whether or not it's going to be 
whether you'll ever get your hips back to the small size that they were, whether your rib cage will ever go back down. Because they are things that happen. Like your rib cage can permanently expand. Your hips can permanently expand. Sometimes they don't go back. There's a lot of huge changes happening in your body. But if you can accept that these changes are happening and then learn to love your body again for how it is different on the other side, you're going to be so much happier. The most important thing, I think, for me, and I think to pass on, has been just reminding myself all the time that you aren't broken, there is nothing wrong with your body, there's nothing that needs to be fixed, there's nothing that needs to be corrected, it's it's not uh it's not like you're you're never going to be her again that you're never going to get her back you will get her back whoever her was the last version of you but you get something else as well you get to come back even better you get to come back even stronger even wiser you are her with incredible upgrades and if those upgrades include a couple of stretch marks then so be it if your foot size changes a little bit so be it. If those upgrades come with extra weight that you're never able to lose, so be it. Love yourself for what you've created and love yourself for who you are as a person. Because once you have that child, the world will start to treat you like you are only a mother. But you are not only a mother. You are still her and you are still so valuable and you are still so wonderful. So celebrate you and don't, don't give up your life just to fill that mother role. You are wonderful, you're amazing, and I want you to love yourself every single day in every single way because you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it, mama. So that is my glow up rant for this week. Uh, If you want to listen to more of the Glow Up podcast, then you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram at theglowup.pod and I'm at it's Amanda Mack on Instagram. I would love to connect with you and I'm sending you so much love, especially, especially out to my pregnant and postpartum mamas. I know what you're going through. I've been there and I just want to give you a big hug. You have got this. You are going to be the most incredible mom. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I love you and goodbye.